0: the track, the Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass.
1: I know you, you don't make those decisions, but so is there anything like, you go to pit, did you do pit practice or anything just to get used to those guys? I don't know if you've ever worked with any of them before.
2: Yeah, so... Um, I did go to pit practice yesterday just to uh, certainly get acclimated with the team and let them know that um, I don't know that I, I I I'm all in and I didn't want the first time they ever worked with me to be whenever I roll down pit road at Darlington. Uh, but so on this new team we have Durrell and uh, I drove for Durrell in 2021 and I believe he's the only one that I've driven for in the past. So. Yeah, I I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I'm excited with working uh excited about working with such a talented group and um you know wish nothing but greatness to the the former 20 group, you know Jackson, Nick, um KJ and all those guys on the 20 group have have been amazing people for me and and I'm grateful to drive for them. You know, they uh They've done a really good job and, and I wish them nothing but success on the 54.
1: Yeah. So, uh, how well do you need to know? I mean, do you need to know your pick guys well or like is there anything that you feel like um, you, you lose just because you don't know these guys as well as you know your other guys?
2: Um, I, I don't know. You know, from my standpoint, I don't think it's as important as it is, uh, you know, they, they need their or they've told me that they've studied film of me getting in and out of the box and, and, and knowing my tendencies of whether I stop long or stop short or go towards the wall or outside the wall. Uh, from my standpoint, it doesn't really change. Um, but I'm sure from their standpoint, going from Ty to myself is gonna be a slight adjustment. So uh, you know, I, I know that we've got the best people in the business across all of the JGR pit crews. And uh, yeah, so I, I know that they'll be able to make the adjustment.
1: Was there anything in the Ryan Priest or the Ryan Blaney racks that you saw about how the car reacted that either you liked what you saw or disliked
3: what you saw?
2: Yeah, honestly, I, I haven't really learned much about it or know much about it for that aspect. So uh, I'm glad that everybody was okay, but I, I don't know much about it. So.
1: You just got, you got focused on the playoffs and you know, whatever your team tells you about any potential changes you Yeah,
2: definitely. You know, my job is to drive the car and that's what I'm going to do, try to drive it to the best of my abilities.
1: And how well do you think you can uh, do it? I mean, last year you had to win twice. I assume you don't want to use that same playbook this year.
2: That is not a reliable playbook for sure. So, you know, it starts at Darlington in a couple days and, and the round of 16 went really well for me last year. So, hopefully, we're able to repeat that and then go to Texas and not have a DNF. That was um, kind of the downfall of our playoffs. We were able to save it with a couple wins at Charlotte and Martinsville, but just the DNFs. You, you can't have DNFs. So you got to get through, and even if you don't have a great car, but be able to maximize your points. And that was something that we didn't do last year, and uh, we're focused on this year.
4: Have you had an opportunity to work with your new pit crew yet? Or have you met the guys or, you know, just said, hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> you know, like... I have
2: met them. Uh, and I went to pit practice with them, um, I guess, yesterday morning. So I've met them and I've driven for Jarrell, the Jackman. I drove for him in 2021. Um, Hicks is one of the changers. And I sit beside him on the plane almost every week. So never got to drive for him before. But I'm excited about that uh, and wish nothing but the best for the other group.
4: Michael should be entertaining. Um, you, you touched a little bit on the rigors of going through last year's championship run all the way to the championship four. What did you learn about yourself specifically, Christopher, being able to pull off those wins at the moment that you needed them?
2: Um. That was really cool. You know, I was just really proud of the effort of the team. You know, I don't know that I've necessarily learned anything else about myself, but, you know, just the Chris Sherwood, my car chief, Wes, my my mechanic, Chase, Tyler, uh, William, Adam, everybody that works on this 20 car, whenever we were on the outside looking in, it would have been very easy to say, you know what, we're... We're done we're done, we're not going to put our full effort into this car, and they did and and both times that we needed a win, they brought the best piece and the piece capable of doing it so um I'm you know just very thankful to drive for such a talented group of people
4: to be able to pull out those wins personally at that moment did it just give you a level of confidence that maybe you didn't even know you had in yourself um
2: it was. I don't know. I mean, my job as as the driver is to maximize the equipment that's given to me, right? So, uh, at Martinsville, for example, we. Charlotte's a little bit different because we didn't really have the best car there, but circumstances allowed us to win with the yellow flag coming out and taking tires. But at Martinsville, our car was super good, and I was able to maximize that, and and I didn't, you know, I didn't screw up, which was good. But the team are the ones who put in the who. who who put me in that position. So, uh, you know, I think the credit goes to them.
3: Hey, what's up, Chris? I'm Shane Connick, new uh, NASCAR player for Charlotte Observer. Great to meet you. Nice to meet Great you. To, to be here. Um, so heading into the playoffs, how do you kind of assess the field this year? You think it seems like a lot of those fans kind of a tight, you know, tight group this year. Um, you know, obviously you got, you know, some guys who have had regular season success, a lot of guys who have won races. How, how do you sum up the field this year?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that the points are definitely tighter than what they normally are. Um, We have about, I think, three guys that have a pretty good advantage over the field, but the rest of us are right there. So, um, you know, I I think it's going to be a matter of execution, and and that's kind of every year, but more so this year with the points being tighter, you can't afford mistakes, and if you have a mistake, you're going to be behind quickly.
4: And when you look at the championship four from last year, you woke up under un I don't know, comfortable, you know, Yeah, unprecedented for sure. Um, short of that, you know, the Paul hanging over JGR as a whole, how will you approach that race differently if you get the opportunity to get to Phoenix?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything changes. You know, last year, certainly the morale was not good and down and, and everybody was very sad, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think our preparation was not affected by that, and ultimately our race wasn't affected by that either. So, uh, you know, we're one pit stop away from possibly being a, a, a championship holder. So, hopefully, I get another opportunity at it.
4: Is it frustrating to know that that race, from at least you know the last few years, has pretty much been determined on pit road?
2: Uh, I mean that's NASCAR racing
5: in general.
4: Oh, you got a new picture.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You you may have been asked about this already, but um, just in terms of your path through the playoffs last year and having to have those close wins, um, what did that do for your nerves?
2: Yeah, definitely. uh, I I think it helped me be able to understand how to handle my nerves, Um, but. No, I, I I say it a lot, and more so is is on the team. Like they're they're the ones that have to build the race car and prepare the race car and make it fast enough to win. You know, my job is simply to to not screw it up. So, uh, I I'm just grateful that I drive for the best people in the business. Did it
5: show you guys something that you guys, you know, if your backs against the wall, that you guys could come out and and perform like that when you had to?
2: Yeah, I, and. Ultimately, I I hope that we're never in that position again. But it's nice to know that they're not going to give up and throw the towel in before it's over. I you
5: thought,
3: man, we we kind of
6: missed Kyle Busch and there's,
2: there's been a moment like, man, we wish we could do something. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. There's definitely no time in the season that we can I can pinpoint and say that we missed him here. But uh, you know, our, our our team is is. Doing really good right now, and, and I would say that we're thriving with all of our four drivers. And you know, Ty has been doing an amazing job. Uh, the fact that he almost made the championship his rookie year, or made the championship chase his rookie year, is is a feat in itself. And you know, I think right now our our Camrys are probably the fastest they've ever been uh, since I've been in the Cup Series. Were you
3: surprised at
2: how much success you had? In no, not not one bit. I knew. Uh, knew he'd be a, a threat, you know, immediately.
1: Are you underrated?
2: Am I underrated? Yeah. Um, I hope so, because I don't feel like I'm rated very highly. But, uh, I, I mean, I. Yeah. Does that matter to you? I mean, you've got the wins, the championship
7: four performance, but I, a lot of people filling out their brackets, pundits, what have you. I, I don't know if they have Christopher Bell doing it again. When? How do you feel about that?
2: I mean, that's fine. You know, I, I. That's fine. I don't really, I guess that doesn't matter to me.
5: How would you sum up your regular season so far? Uh,
2: not ideal. You know, and what's crazy is we finished fourth in the regular season standings, which is amazing. If you would have told me from February 1st that you're going to finish fourth in the regular season standings, I would say like, yeah, you know what, I'll take that. But uh, after living it, there were so many more opportunities on the table that uh, Got left there, uh, so that that was very disappointing and encouraging at the same time because I know that we have all the pieces to to not be underrated and uh, just got to put them all together. And, and if we do put them all together, I think greatness is ahead of us.
5: Just having a you know maybe a new pit crew that you know won the all-star race poll for for Gibbs uh, and you know rattled off like a record pit stop too earlier in this year at Richmond. Um, does that bolster your hopes as well too? Certainly, yes. So you call the regular
6: season disappointing. You only had one fewer top 10 than you had last year at this point. Is it just kind of a shift in mindset because you were able to achieve such success during the playoffs?
2: Uh, I think it's just a matter of seeing the potential that's right in front of us and, and not being able to reach the potential on a weekly basis. Um, you know, whether that's I I don't even know how many top tens or top fives I have, but I know that there were many, many, many more out there that were right in front of us, and and not only top tens, but top fives and race wins that were right in front of us at the the palm of our hands, and we let slip away. So, uh, yeah, I know that our success could be much greater. Uh, Along the
3: same line, Christopher, has it been just execution then? Through like I look at the summer, yeah, so it's been very like absolutely. So it, it wasn't experimenting, it was just execution.
2: Yeah, no, it was not experimenting at all. You know, I think, like, I can, I can probably rattle off four or five races right now that were easy top fives and potential race wins if, if we just get to the end of the race. And, and um, so, you know, I think that, yeah, it, it certainly just comes down to execution.
3: So is this team playoff ready? I mean, it, it, you would think maybe okay, maybe they
2: don't have momentum or anything. But are you guys playoff ready then at this point? Uh, I I think we're headed in the right direction. I'm glad that we were able to get through. Uh, you know, Indy Road Course was a good stepping stone. We were able to get out of there with a top, a, a solid top ten. Um, Watkins Glen was really good. Uh, so I feel really good about that. And and you know, I I, I like the the schedule in the playoffs fits us really well. So, um, I think we are ready, yes.
8: What's uh
3: what kind of season is of the
2: final time? Um he's intense. Very intense and um, he wants one thing and that's to do well.
3: Do you guys have much you know, relationship for lack of a better term, outside of like the race shop or hang out around, or do anything?
2: Or? Uh we're we're pretty much business.
6: <laughs> yeah. That's how I had a
2: business. Yeah, that's how he is.
6: <laughs> So since you guys are battle tested from last year and just the crazy ride that you went through on the playoffs. I mean does it give you kind of a thin like approach or is there still concerned with having to worry about like the changes behind the scenes?
2: Um, say that one more time.
6: Oh, you just have you know, are you more calm approaching this year's playoffs because you're battle tested last year?
2: Um, I would say I feel pretty similar. Uh, maybe a little bit more um, comfortable knowing you know what it's all about it making the final four is is great experience whether you win or lose it it is a uh, you know a great you, you'll be more prepared the next time you go so um, hopefully we're able to put ourselves in position and and if we execute i think we're certainly capable of it
6: so
3: last year was the first year you went through all the rounds you got to experience what that was like now having had that under your belt do you go into this postseason with a different mindset again, just knowing now, okay, I've been through every round, I kind of know how it works type of thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, sitting here today, I would say that I have the same mindset, but, uh, you know, just the, the ups and downs that we went through last year, we I don't want to go through that again. Right. You know, I would <laughs> love to not have, you know, a DNF at Texas the first of the round of 12 and not have a DNF at Vegas the first of the round of eight, so uh, I...
3: Consistency it's such a Yeah, yeah. Consistency
2: consistency has been our Achilles heel in in the for the 20 car, and hopefully we can do a better job of that and, and you know hopefully level it out a little bit more instead of having these peaks and valleys. Thank okay. you. Thanks.
8: Good?
3: Yeah. Are you lonely?
2: I'm lonely. Come see us. Let
9: me ask you about last week at, at Daytona, the Freeze and Blaney crashes.
8: Yeah.
9: Anything surprised you about those or shock you about yeah. how they turned out?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't. Uh, I don't know much about them other than their large crashes. I don't know how the cars looked after the race or anything like that. So, no, I don't. Don't have any room to talk on it. Yeah, I've seen
10: the video.
9: Well, I've seen
2: the video, but I don't know, you know, how the cars looked after the video.
9: A lot of people are more alarmed by the spinning, flipping ten second crash like the Priest had and then others are more concerned about the head on and they're to like landing. Do you how do you fall in that situation? Which car do you rather be in if you had to?
2: Probably the flipping car
9: because you don't want
2: the solid stop. Yeah, the solid stops hurt really bad.
9: Okay,
2: but you'd rather not have it. <laughs> you'd rather get to the checkered flag, for sure.
9: How do you look at uh, these first three races? Any, uh, any particular strategy going in, or just, just race to win every
2: year? Um, no, definitely. Well, yes, race to win, but you don't want to jeopardize you know, a good finish, because the, there's 16 cars right now, and you know, that means six guys aren't even going to be scoring stage points. So you know, all, all it takes is consistent top 10 solid performances and you're going to be looking at the next round. So um, you know, just smooth and, and easy does it is the mentality for these first three for sure. But if
5: you're in the top five or 10
9: with five or 10 laps to go, you're probably going to try to, try to get up front and shoot for a win, right?
2: If the win is a obtainable goal, then for sure you need to try and uh, go for the win, but you cannot jeopardize a you know a top ten or a top five position at the end of the race. Do you
9: think happening in the past four and a half days, we should know about? Is, you know, different than what we asked you like four and a half days ago. Uh,
2: as far as <laughs> anything,
9: I mean, do we all ask all those yeah. all these same questions oh, okay like, four yeah half days ago. <laughs> I do have one kind of unique uh, going into the playoffs. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about you know betting on the champion and things like that. Do you look at the odds of who? Do you, does that even bother you?
2: No, because that. You know, any of us could be a champion if we put it all together. You know, the 16 of us that are sitting here today have... Uh, we're here for a reason, and, and if any of us put 10 weeks together, you could be a champion. Yeah,
9: you got to come up with the original <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you are
8: in the birth, but the is not. Uh,
9: can we help you during
7: the birth, do
2: you Well, certainly at, at Talladega, you know, that, the super speedways it's a little bit easier to have team um, team help and, and orders but you know whenever we go to Darlington, Kansas, Bristol at a normal intermediate or short short track we're, we're kind of all out there by ourselves. You seem
9: to struggle a little bit uh, after you Bristol the win or to win some points. Yeah. Is it something you are worried about?
2: Or? Uh, well yes I, I was worried about it and, and You know we we our season our regular season was frankly disappointing because I feel like our performance could have been so much better and and I think that we still have the keys to go out there and and be uh, you know as good as any of them so if we can just just get it to come together where I do my part Adam does his part the crew does their part um, then I think we're gonna be you know one we're gonna be hard to beat.
9: KGR decided to swap your team and uh, Tiger's team. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's the answer for your team to be great in the playoffs? And uh, what's your part in the decision?
2: Yeah, I, I mean that's you know well beyond my my pay grade. So uh, I, I I am excited to drive for the new team and, and love my my old group as well. So uh, I'm sure that they're gonna. Do just fine on Ty's car, and, and um, they're, they're going to be tough to beat whenever we come down Fit roads. So uh, it's going to be, you know, it, it, yeah, we're on to Darlington now. Do you think
9: anyone is the favorite for the championship
2: right now? Um, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to pick against the guys who have the points. You know, you're just mentioning that, and right now we have. William Byron and Martin Truex and Denny has a lot of the bonus points, so I think that they're three guys that have a great opportunity to make it to Phoenix. And uh, you know, Byron won Phoenix. Martin, I think, has led a lot of laps there, and and so any of those three should be the favorite. And only
9: 50 between the top one and the last one. That's so true. It's
2: very, it is very very tight, and that's one one mistake away from being eliminated, so um, it is very tight field this year. So
9: aggressive or
2: conservative? Uh, the round of 16, pretty conservative. You, you need to make sure that you ex- you execute and get through the round of 16 with smoother races
10: last stop where he came in behind Larson a lap before Can you explain like the, the short fitting how that helped and why that something like that didn't matter and make an impact? And no, you weren't able to get Ross got by you, but it, a little bit later, but the idea that you can one last Did, finish, did
2: Ross, did he pass me?
10: Well, I guess what, maybe not. It was, I know he got the, the Larson. Yeah, right. so
2: I, I was on the front and I had a loose wheel and had to repit. That's right, that's
10: right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but just just the idea of hitting one lap earlier than somebody, why or how that can make such a difference? Because it got you up in front where you hadn't been able to right at that point in the race. Yeah. Right.
2: So the the short pit strategy becomes a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, whenever we go to the high-tired egg tracks, because, um, you know, in that instant, Ross is out there probably doing 33 second lap times, or I forget what they are at Darlington, maybe 33, 32s, and there's two-plus seconds available for whenever you get there on, on new tires. So, whenever I come into the pits first and I go out, I'm going to have, you know, two a 31-second lap time versus his 33-second lap time, and then that's the difference. Uh, Now, you know, it becomes tricky because you don't want to pit too early because then you're going to pay the price on the backside. Um, But, you know, if you can play the game right, it's a big advantage.
10: In watching that, and I don't know how much you remember, but it, it seemed like when you came in, Larson had to really slow up when he came in and I almost wonder if that helped you up a little bit as you were close at the commitment line because you might be didn't get in as cleanly and I almost wondered if that kind of prevented you from maybe getting by him and least walking him on that yeah online.
2: if I remember right I just came down to the pit stop right and, and we were pretty close coming into pit road right yeah and uh and we were pretty equal maybe on the pit stop and he beat me out or I don't exactly remember it but uh yeah, you you want to you want to be the be the first to pit road whenever it comes to those end of the races for sure.
11: Um, I know you guys are competitors, I know, but um, is there some part of you that wants Kevin Harvick to go out on a high note?
2: I would love Kevin Harvick to finish second in the championship. <laughs>
11: <laughs> and why is that?
2: Because uh, you know he's the everyone wants to you know for sure see a. a a guy go out on top, and I remember watching Jeff Gordon win at Martinsville and make the Final Four his final year, right? Um, but now that I'm in the field, I, I want him to finish second at Phoenix, yeah. not first.
11: Yeah, Like, as someone who's
2: grown up around the sport, has kind of seen him grow, and you kind of coming into it,
11: and, well, after him, obviously. Um, like. What are your early memories of Kevin Harvick watching him?
2: Yeah, so Kevin, man, he has changed a lot. Like uh, my early memories of Kevin were the fiery Kevin who's fighting after the race all the time, and uh, and he now he he's he's literally you know a leader of the driver group, and um, you still don't want to wrong him, that's for sure. But he uh, he's he's become you know this this fiery competitor who isn't afraid to tell you how stupid you are to now the, the leader of the group and like kind of coaching the young guys up so um, it, it he's he's someone that I definitely strive to be like for sure.
11: Yeah. Did, have you guys shared like any personal moments or like interaction or something maybe this year or post Kevin Harvick chill evolution you know what I'm saying that uh, I don't know sticks out to you that
2: means a lot to you I don't know um not really i mean i actually my rookie year at the daytona road course i um i got into the back of him and spun him out and i I was scared to death and i thought (laughs) he was going to come and kill me um so i have that memory from kevin and i had to call him the next day because i didn't get to see him after the race and i called him and i was like shaking i was so nervous and uh yeah that was uh, a memory i'll have for sure of kevin What was that conversation like? He didn't answer. I left him, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I left him a voicemail, and, and then he texted me back, I don't know, a couple hours later and said, hey, man, no problem. But, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Do you feel Thank
5: like you. Uh, with
6: the rally you guys had to work your way back up the points, in the regular season, and the run you were on last year in the playoffs, I'm yeah. yeah. enough people
2: are talking about you guys going to this Uh, No, I mean, I, I think it's fine. And I think it's probably well-deserved. You know, we haven't performed well over the summer months. So... Uh, so that's fine because I know that what we're I know what we're capable of and uh, you know we have to prove ourselves. I get that.
3: When
10: you're in a, the month win situation you last year, how did how, how did but how did you come out and win those? And, and those were I don't know maybe just going to like oh what the heck we so far back let's just go or
2: yeah. So it, it it's all it's all about the team, man. Like. My job, my hands are tied. Like, my, if my car is fast, I'm going to do good, unless I screw it up, which I've screwed up plenty of them. Um, fortunately, I didn't screw them up that October day at Charlotte and Martinsville, but uh, you know, it, it's it's all about the team bringing the car that's capable of winning, and then the driver has to do his part by not not screwing it up and making a mistake and taking yourself out of the race. So. Uh, my team did an amazing job, those two races, and, and we were able to win.
10: How have you gotten better at helping your team get that car to the track? Because, look, they can set it up, but if, if, if you're not able to feed them what yeah. you feel in the sim, then, oh, well, you've already lost. And so I mean, it, It's
2: definitely an evolution, for sure, of learning what I like in the car, and, and that you know, stems so my entire 2021 season i drove for adam stevens and we didn't have practice or qualifying and it was so tough and we never really uh our performance wasn't great because our our car speed wasn't there and our teammates did really well but adam and i had a hard time figuring out what i needed in the car to to do good and you know it, it it took until we got practice in 2022 to be able to try things with the setup and 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 really figure out what makes me have speed in the car and be able to be a, a contending guy. So um, it, it certainly is a, a work in progress, and and we've you know made leaps and bounds from the time that we got together in 2021. And uh, yeah, I mean my 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 feedback and him understanding my feedback and um, it, it it it's a you know a. A puzzle piece for sure.
10: How did you get through that season? Again, it's probably somebody else's decision whether really to keep or set or change things up. I know you can certainly say the practice issues, but like at the tough season is tough to go through. How does that not break up a competitive alpha male, you know, and, and say, okay, this can't work? And how did you guys say, look, okay, we understand this. Not, we're not happy, but we can
2: make this work and uh, that's a good question and I think it stems from good leadership at Joe Gibbs Racing and just knowing that hey this is the right combination and uh, you know I'm definitely grateful that we we struck through or we uh, stayed together through the the troubles in 2021 and, and we saw you know a, a great championship run in 2022 and hopefully we can do the same this year
0: We're gonna bring up actually right now I'm down on the midway. Right here in front of the seventy fifth anniversary NASCAR display. It's all about the top sixteen right now.
8: Uh today's gonna
0: big day. We start the round. We know who's in and who can stay in now. You gotta fight your way into the end no matter if you won five races you've still got to win at the end
8: okay?
0: All right. Nice crowd out here. Oh, that's You
12: Get that
0: Get back to walking here It is a beautiful sunny day here. too So
8: you Get you
0: here early The lights are getting longer A lot of free stuff That's what you can do They got it
8: we're gonna play. We're gonna
0: play Bubba. see what Bubba had to say.
13: Oh,
8: yeah.
13: I am stoic.
8: Because I am. Don't question. <laughs>
13: It's the same as the other media day, just less drivers. Okay, supposed to be closer? Hello? Hello. Not as close as Claire. Uh, Saturday, uh, we got home at like 1.30. We didn't go to bed till like 3. Just from kind of being wired and whatnot. But I had the team over. I had 23 team over Sunday. Um, and we didn't get too crazy because we knew Monday was right around the corner and so um, had a couple of adult beverages and played some pool and yeah, it was just good to kind of kick back and celebrate with them and, and show that I'm proud of them for what we were able to do.
12: Michael Jordan, uh, here, you're going his wife and daughter, and his wife, and you and that mean to you that you know obviously a lot of pressure on you from him but then once you get it done a lot of
13: kudos yeah I think that's a better question for asking the team members because that's what I'm interested in is how they felt because I thought that was really cool they got to share that with them you know for me it's just MJ MJ being happy and, and proud and you know wanting to see his cars do well um but having the interaction with booty was really cool Interaction with the crew was really neat, so
8: uh, I'm sure they felt, felt really, really mm-hmm.
13: Yeah, no doubt. I think um, you know, looking at where we were at the beginning of the season, wrecking out after you Koto, know, I was. All right, yeah, So put in the work All right, like got, out here. got bunch. us kind of back on track. We like, and a, and a, lot we we last, like a lot of noise we you like a lot of
8: noise. You didn't like a lot of noise?
13: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely proud of myself. today.
8: Um, we're you know, going to get pretty loud So, yeah,
13: just a. Yeah, yeah, I called him Sunday morning before that. Laletta set up that okay. uh, connection. Uh, he brought him over last year at Indy yeah. uh, on the grid. Right. And then uh, it was cool to see him win um, Indy. Indy. And, you know, Steve had texted me like, he set it up like Monday after Indy and like went there Thursday. He's like, you talked to him yet? And I was like, no, not yet because I'm not the person to reach out. But I was like, man, let me get some laps in my belt after practice and qualifying and you know, I felt pretty good about it, but it was like the mental side of things. It was just where I struggled. And, you know, I failed to shout out Jordan Taylor, too. Um, I talked to him after Chicago and uh, just to how, on racecraft stuff, on how to be better there. So I appreciate him as well. Uh, apologize I didn't mention him there. I know he doesn't really need a mention, but. Uh, there's a lot of people that I reached out to that helped out in a massive way, so I appreciate that. Was it, was it because they're good at road course racing? Oh, hands or, down, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, you know, Dixon is
8: a champion
13: and it's like a uh, demeanor? It's, it's uh, a little bit of everything, but it's from basically the road course side mm. for me. is like understanding, and it's hard because those guys, like he doesn't drive in my car, and that's the first thing he said. He's like, well, you know, I need to see some data and look at this and stuff, and, and, and moving forward he was like, yeah, I want to help out more. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool
6: you're in the playoffs mm-hmm.
13: how far do you think you can go uh well if I don't do anything dumb I hope to be racing at Phoenix right uh don't miss any weeks no vacation um I, I think we're a lot better than 16th I look at this first round as one of the strongest of any of the top 16 uh, Darlington we ran fourth in the spring um Kansas obviously you know, we do Kansas Bristol Bristol we need a little bit more magic there but top 10 car um Second round though, second round is where I kind of um we're starting to work on that Texas we've been okay at um Talladega is Talladega's Talladega, but then the Roval, which we ran top ten at, but just I don't feel good about that one in the third round, I feel pretty good so if we can if we can do what we know how to do in the first round, maintain or do some stuff in the second round, then there's no reason why we can't be top eight top four, so I really feel good about that. But definitely not 16th place car.
6: Is, is there an edge having your teammate in the playoffs, having a car owner, is car owner in the playoffs, can that? Help you?
13: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to to be able to have, you know, people to rely on and and get some insight and and whatnot. But at the end of the day, they're competitors, so we got to go out and beat them. But uh, we're all working hard towards you know one goal, and that's bringing a championship home to 2311.
6: Do you allow yourself to think, you know, I've been working for this for a long time? and I made it, or do you have to put
13: that aside down and concentrate on uh I think in the moment you know it's like hey we made it good job but time never stops you know we keep on going and and you have to be so ready for the next task at hand and you had to wake up an hour early to talk yourself into coming to talk to you guys today like damn right um did you get up I actually woke up for my alarm I was up uh my alarm was set for 9:30 I woke up at 8:30. No, I was my alarm set for nine. I woke up at 8:30. So yeah, uh, I think you just now it is definitely a hard life for sure. Um, yeah, but now I'm I'm focused on getting to Darlington and executing.
12: Denny was very proud of you, and he said that you at the meetings had pointed the finger like away, like at the whole team. We're all working together. You know, you weren't you were sort of deflecting stuff in a different way. You were taking responsibility for stuff. He said they saw a huge change and he was incredibly proud this week of you and said you'd been through the war now and, and had, you know, got the battle and now it's mm-hmm. up to you, but what are you hearing from him and have you sensed a change in yourself and how you deal with the meetings and everything?
13: Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, it's, when you have a loose wheel, it's easy to point the blame, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, or if you have a bad strategy call, it's easy to point the blame. Um, but it doesn't help anybody when you're kind of pointing fingers, and, and so I think you you sit down with the people that made the mistakes and come, and try to come up with a solution. That's been kind of the, the eye-opening thing of, okay, you know, this is kind of like a marriage. Eight months in a marriage, I can speak about marriage now. True professional, but um, I think, uh, you know, just understanding that you got to work hard, and there's there's going to be bumps in the roads, and you're going to be pissed off at one another, but you move on and forget about that in the next five minutes, and you've got to continue to work f- forward together. You've been having trouble us a couple of years
7: of not worrying about
3: what the outside world thinks.
13: Why are you all dressed up?
8: Maybe a bit.
3: We oh, I
13: wasn't really talking about you, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but still, like... I mean, I'm not surprised I'm my man here. He's always, but you kind of surprised me today. Oh, I, I know. Look at the stance. I mean, look at the kneecap. About to blow out. <laughs> uh, he does. He does. I just try to be like him. Sorry, where were we at? Yeah. For it to be great, you got to be great. I think uh, I'm 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 pumped to be an underdog. Um, We know that we're well capable of better being better than 16th, Um, but we also know that you know if we don't execute, we can see our happy asses in 16th. So we just have to go out and and just do what we know how to do and just do it. So um, not get complacent. And, and and be one of those front running cars for the next ten weeks. It's a tall task but we can do it. Look at how you guys are running. You guys are running very well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, not very good. Why yeah. why the, I don't want to run describe it? Yeah, you, right? no, I'm with you. Like, yeah, the, the last month or so. Um, but running, well. I mean, running fine and then we don't finish for the hit. damn. I know and, and that's where I'm like what are we doing like like I'm legit. Asking like what are we doing to dial ourselves out like we're all kind of scratching our heads because it's you know We we kind of noticed a trend um, uh, Earlier in the year where we kind of had that same deal going on We would be really good at the beginning of the race and then nowhere to be talked about at the end and it was like Man, we did a half pound air pressure on the right front and it was like Holy cow, that's it Well, We weren't doing that and we still had the same results. So um, I, I don't know but we hope that's gone. We hope we can, we can finish out the races where we need to be, but uh, it just goes back to just grinding. You've got to grind and, and, and fight hard for, for the whole thing. There ain't nothing easy about the spot that we're in, right? So I think looking at every avenue and understanding that it's just not going there and expecting the same results as before. You know, am I expecting to show up and qualify second again? No, because I want to qualify on the pole. We missed it by just a little bit. Am I expecting to run fourth? No, I want to finish first, but it's not that easy. You can sit there and think about it and dream about it, but you have to put in the work and the dedication to make this all happen. The guys back at the shop they have to do the same thing. We can't miss, we can't miss a nut or a bolt, uh, loose screw or anything. Uh, Got to make sure the bodies are, are right and, and do everything that we can uh, of making sure our cars are up to par and, and beyond that.
3: Made the a
8: mm-hmm.
13: the I'm really good at winning in the playoffs, but I'm not a part of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the question,
3: yeah. And, and when you, the move was made, it was talked about getting you experience and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. And I'm wondering, did you actually pull anything from that you can apply to this goal?
13: Yeah, I mean, yes, but for me, it's, it's just another race. It's another set of 10 races. But for me, Saturday is another practice, another qualifying, Sunday's is another race. Um, You know, I think things that you learn from last year is is how you race and and, and how you approach things. But, you know, I made a lot of mistakes at the end of of last year that I regret. And um, so there's a lot of of learning curves that come out of that and and, um, setting you up for this year. I mean, I went into this year saying that it would be our best year yet, so I'm glad to see it's living up to par. Um, But we still got to continue to fight because a couple bad races and you're out
9: underdog a while ago, coming into the playoffs uh, odds in Vegas for you to make the uh, the, 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 win yeah. the championship. I'm getting
13: this picture I'm listening but I'm getting this picture by the way I like the camera by the way you Thank you stepped up your game. I
9: did. Yeah, um, like um yeah. step your game thirty five to one. But that sounds like a lot but really Trurix is four to one, Stanhouse is hundred to one. Mm-hmm. So do you look at those odds? Do you, do you even care uh, Do you have fun with it at all?
13: I'm not really a betting man, that's for sure. I think it's illegal to bet on yourself anyways, right? Um, But, uh, no, you know, the circumstances. We get into a lot of these things, and we talk about, you know, plans, like for speedway racing, right? We come up with these elaborate plans to all work together and to be pushing each other at the end of the race. Well, let's get to the end of the race first. Did we get to the end of the race? No. (laughs) There was three Toyotas left. Um, And so it's like. Yeah, how was that talk? I had an hour-long talk talking about this one specific thing that doesn't even freaking matter anymore. So there's a lot of circumstances that have to live up to those odds, right? Um, But if you go out and do what you know how to do and and execute the best that you can and control the things that you can control, then, yeah, I think the odds are fair.
6: So you've talked in the past about how you've used, you know, drumming, photography, all these different methods of kind of handling stress and pressure. Mm hmm this past month. Did you have time to do any of that? Cuz I know you mentioned some sleepless
13: nights. Yeah. Um man, I don't even I have to schedule when I have to go to the bathroom now. It's that crazy. Um Yeah. Um I didn't really have much time, but music has music's there every day. So you have time for that. But um drumming. It's got about an inch thick dust on on the on all the heads, all the cymbals. Uh, photography though. Clearly I have my camera with me. Yep. Um, but yeah, I try to find any escape that I can. But really, it's I'm I'm cool, calm, and collected. No stress right now. And now that Bob's over here, I'm a little stressed out. So
4: last week at
7: NBC, they say, "Oh, uh, Bob didn't want to interview before the race." Then that starts the discussion about, "Oh, can you handle this
5: pressure? All that stuff." Yeah,
7: I'll give you a chance to respond. How's your mental game in terms of handling this pressure? Is
5: that criticism fair? What would you think about that? Well,
13: it, it's funny. I read that and. You know, we had the opportunity to do media during the week, right, to free up the obligations at the racetrack and to focus on what we needed to do, which was to get the 23 car in the playoffs. And that's the most important thing. As much as media, talking to media is very important, I'm sorry. Y'all don't pay my bills. Um, But, you know, I did my obligations before then. And then, you know, some of this stuff, it it gives a bad light on, on my PR team. And, and it's and it's not really fair for, for her because she does a really good job at, at keeping my schedule really clear um, and doing all the stuff that we need to do to get by. Um, not just to get by, but things that are going to be good for the brand, going to be good for the team. Um, and so to, to go out and to do all that stuff earlier in the week, it was like, okay, hey, let's go focus on the race now, right? Well, then you get back after the race and you see that Bubba Wallace is mentally fragile and doesn't want to do interviews. And you're like
5: damn, that
13: was good. I could have stayed there after pit road and after the race and talked to y'all for hours. But I guess people handle their stress differently Um, because absolutely, I was stressed to the max. I've never been stressed like that before. Uh, I've never been in this situation before. I've always been 20th, 21st in a must-win situation, 200 points out, 10 loose wheels later, right? And, um, And it's like, oh, okay, now that I'm in here, I'm experiencing things I never have how do we deal with this let's let's talk to the media let's give them hey I'm stressed out on Wednesday and I'm gonna be stressed out until the check flag falls on on Saturday um, but to continue to talk about that how do you feel because you're gonna come up to me at Daytona at 12 o'clock and then you're gonna come to me at 1 o'clock and ask the same damn question right well I answered that on Wednesday I'm stressed right and so so for, for to, to offend people that I declined to interview I didn't really decline we did our obligations, and we made sure that we were focused on the task at hand, which is the most important thing. So that's that's that was the main goal out of that.
9: You were in the room last week when Kurt made his announcement yep. hugs afterwards. Yep. Your thoughts on his career, his legacy, and the sport, where his place is, and what it means to you, to,
5: you know, for your friendship with, with
13: Kurt. Yeah, no, Kurt, um, you know, I, I hate the circumstances that that put Kurt where he's at right now, right? Um. I mean I've seen it happen live. I was 20 car lengths behind him whatever it was. Um, and so to see him try to fight and try to get back in the car was was something that I was always proud of cuz he was determined to get back in. You know, my wife would always come up and she's like, "Man, Kurt is so adamant on getting back in the car. What's his progress like?" Uh, and I'm like, "I don't know. I th- I think everything's going okay and you know, I don't I don't know the time frame, but I think we'd all love to see Kurt back in the car. Well, I think the the progress kind of flatlined a little bit, and and he started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and it was the next thing for him is to retire. And so, as as a illustrious of a career that he had, and and how he came in, and uh, the conversation I had with Harvick at uh, Indy, um, I guess that would be 2021. I went over to Harvick to squash our beef. And I said, hey, how's Kurt, by the way, because he's coming over. And he's like, man, he's good. He's really, really good. He makes teams better. His setup's a little wonky, but he's, he's really good. Um, and everything, aside from the setups, we ran basically the same setups everywhere. But um, he was right. He made our team better. He made our team progress faster than if it was just me. Um, he's always given uh, positive insight and, and constructive insight onto make this better and he came up to me a couple times He says, "Hey, man you need to be a better teammate you need to do certain things to help out the leaders of this team and, and whatnot and it's like oh okay you know and and i like kurt for who he is because he he doesn't sugarcoat anything he comes up to you and delivers it straight and that's what i try to do um so yeah i think uh, you know uh happy for kurt but also bummed for him the way he as he didn't want to go out like that right but he did say he went out going for the pole what more can you ask for? Oh, they did. <laughs> I think he had my set up there because I was faster. I was just 10 Lewis wheels too late to show it. <laughs> to that point, <laughs> Thanks. who have oh. you
7: leaned on throughout, this, um, throughout the last few weeks? I uh, yeah. talked about how much the stress built up leading into Daytona. Now yeah. that you're here in class, who have you leaned on?
13: Nico. Sorry, I'm listening. Nico.
7: To get through uh, the next 10 weeks and because you have such a good... You.
13: Yeah, I don't know who to lean on. Lean on me. How's the rest of it go? When you're not strong. There you go. I feel pretty strong, so I might just do it myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, you know, you have, you have Denny. You have, you have Tyler. You have a lot of people that have been uh, in this sport for a long time. I mean, Booty's a, a great person to talk to um, about dealing with certain things. And Dave Rogers, you got Eric Phillips, um, you know, Wheeler. He's, you know, we got a lot of key people that that have been in the high-pressure situations like the playoffs and, and have made the most of it. So we got a lot of key people. It's just a matter of me if I want to reach out. to
3: the team this week or coming
13: weekend? I'm sure it's coming this weekend when we have our team meeting in the holler before the race. But um, nothing before right now, no. Um, they're having. Actually, they may have had something today. They decided to schedule a team lunch uh, from... Eleven thirty to twelve thirty. When, sure, it's not a yeah, right, right. So uh, yeah, drivers are drivers are not there. So uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just I'm busy, but uh, I'm not sure what was said there if anything was. So,
6: so with you know some yep. of these veteran major guys stepping away, like you yep. had already been shoved into kind of that role earlier. I mean, is that something that you see progressing more naturally? You know, now that you have like more stars, more playoff appearances, becoming more of a vocal leader on the drivers' side. Yep.
13: You're saying me? Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I, I think if you continue to do the right things and progress the for, the, the sport forward, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have more obligations and, and, and whatnot than maybe some of your competitors, but that's, that's what you sign up for, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I think you just kind of accept whatever role you're in and, and move on with it and, and learn from them.
8: Perfect.
1: Yeah. Is there anything you saw in the priest or Blaney racks that either you liked from
8: the way the car
13: performed or disliked from the way the car performed? Um, I didn't analyze it that much. Uh, I the only thing I did was call both of them right away, text both of them right away, and continue to check up on them to see how they were feeling, um, see if there's been any progress. Um, and and priests, <laughs> priests is priests. Love him. Uh, text him Monday. And he said he can confirm that Nicole Kidman does not work at the hospital in Daytona. And I lost it when he said that. So he was good there. Uh, Blaney Blaney was better than Nashville, so I thought that was an improvement, obviously hitting softer walls versus, versus concrete. But, um, yeah, I didn't really analyze the car, um, you know, how it got air. I know we've put a lot of work on to decrease the lift. Um, so it's just, man – it's so hard to replicate real life moments in, in the race, right? You can go and do all these crash studies, and and it's we we are we're gonna hit way harder than a crash dummy. We're gonna race way harder than anything to set up those moments, right? So I say we just continue to test and and, and put in um, new procedures or, or new things in the car to, to keep that from happening. Um, the grass, I know, there's a lot of talk about getting rid of the grass at Daytona. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's gonna stop the the aggressive grab and toss you up in the air, then I'm, I'm all for it. You know, from a person that's never flipped, knock on wood, you know, it's hard for me to relate to that side of things. But you know, it's just crazy circumstances. Blaney's wreck, getting turned head on in the wall, we've seen that happen a handful of years ago, and it's just to see the safety come from where it was when when Dale died to Blaney's wreck. You know, just to get out with a little bit of soreness, maybe a little bit fuzzy. Um, you know, I think that's important, but we got to continue to move because we can't just lay over on safety. And
1: priest could see, right? Like he was okay. He just was making a joke about who he saw. I mean, I don't
13: know. He just said Nicole Kidman does not work at the Daytona Hospital, so. <laughs> <laughs> How much did what
4: the hands Speedway last year give you confidence going into that race right in the playoffs if you guys advanced to that round?
13: Yeah. Uh, hey, Kavanaugh, Just make sure you notice I'm the only one still doing media here. You know? No, I know. I'm just saying. I'd say just take an overhead view. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Um, you know, it's still riding off that that off that win, even though it's coming up to a year later. Uh, knowing what we were able to do, it's it's always like when you get down on those those tough races, it's like, hey, remember what you did at Kansas, right? You know, putting all that together and, and making it work and and winning the way we did, so I'm excited to get to Kansas here in two weeks, but got to get to Darlington first, so we'll see what happens.
7: To that point, both of your wins have come during the I know. The I'm really
13: good at winning in the playoffs, when I'm not a part of the playoffs.
7: Well, now that you're part of the playoffs, um, do you feel like this
8: sets up well for you over mm-hmm. the first two rounds?
13: Yeah, the first, uh, the first round, really. Uh, we look at that one. Darlington was really good in the spring, really good last year. Um, Kansas is Kansas. Bristol, top ten car. A couple tweaks to make it a little bit better. That's what we need. Second round, though, Texas, I'm not really high up on Texas. Uh, I, think, I, think the, I think they said we had speed last year until we had power steering problems. Um, but Talladega is a wild card, and then the Roval is a wild card. So we just have to uh, get through the first round on a positive note,
8: and, um, grind through the second round,
13: and we can kind of go back to work in, uh, in the third round.
8: So. Yeah,
13: no, it's been good. um and Pete, He brings a lot of, obviously, a insight and knowledge and experience and, and things that he's dealing with over the JGR side of things to make our program better. And there's been a handful of races where the 23 and the 45 have been better than the 11 and better than the jdr cars. So it's uh it's a great partnership that we're continuing to work out the kinks and, and make the most of it.
0: All right, guys, we are for Bubba. Uh, They'll walk in the midway, walk past all the souvenir trailers. Uh, really, really pretty cool the way they got the souvenir trailers all decaled out. It, it, it's a better standard than the uh, PGA 10 tour that was here at one time. So uh, RFK man, Brad Mikowski and Chris Busher, Chris, with three wins this year, uh, leads... Hey, Lead the way for RFK. Brad's happy. I mean, he's part owner, so uh, let's listen to Brad. Hey, Brad or, uh, yeah. uh, I think
3: we're i <laughs> for things I'm going to be in a controlled environment for the last control and
8: I'll be to go to the house
3: and then the job and then yeah, has <laughs> been a It's
8: been great my car as well as internet are very strong.
3: We're probably going to we I'm that the, process, the process is the right thing. You know, and, you know, it's like well. So I uh, think um, you know, it could come soon enough. Uh, but uh, we're just proud to what we're at. Hungry for more than we thought of are you guys one of the favorites now We have a lot to we do that in like two weeks, but for now we can We did all a more out right now at our state high time and uh, this has been a great night with the uh, Over the time, it's good to be back and can reach out, uh, you know, I think that's really important uh, to be the space in so, you know, it just hasn't to come together for me, and we've been in good position, and um, we're going to be good position. I'd like to say we're saving our best on our accounting but, the you know, pressure getting higher. Well, uh, you know, it's always pressure as a race car driver, but uh, when the playoffs come, you know, of course, the credit's going to ramp up opportunities in gonna come and you in that light, yeah, uh, more but that's you know, I'd like to the first time i not a better playoffs or any driver. If you have a here, I've got two shots. I for uh, it. I'm I'm I to start <laughs> uh, I'm
8: going do uh, so,
3: uh, so, uh, like uh, uh, that I'm uh, uh, um, uh, 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 sorry. Uh, uh, the, uh, the kids, really kind of, uh, the yeah. the, graphic, so yeah. the graphic, so uh, its own uh, to doing So track of, uh, not with it, but i i do
8: all right, first of all, um, talk
3: about What about the grass? Yeah, the mindset here is uh, yeah, we got to uh, make the the last year, whether we want last year or not. we got to keep far away. around the ground and if we can get some wins all the way to the help us. to so to be maximizing to go to the last moment. the first three I know that there's a want to go to to go to the um.
8: you're
3: Yeah. I
8: don't know if I can to it store and then
3: we yeah. the and then the we're we to we're going to we we Yeah, Yeah, I'm really been a <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm so busy, and I'm not to about
8: the about to
3: sit on
11: With you We're gonna this, jump over here. these next ten weeks. Yeah, no, I think I've had kind of the same mindset my whole here. career that I've ever made the playoffs is just Brad you know being like consistent and, and finishing and not make mistakes. Um, you know, last year I had a mistake at the Roval and it bit me and, and cost us a chance to win the championship. So, yeah, if you can be consistent and, and finish and get good stage points, you can you can uh, help yourself out quite a bit. So uh, that's that's the mindset again.
7: You guys. Um, were able to kind of, I don't want to say rally from that, but still had a kind of performance won, won at Homestead, were in the championship for the owner's championship. What are you guys learn about yourselves um, and your relationship with Daniels, if anything, um, that um, kind of translated into success this year?
11: Yeah, I think, well, last year, last year, you know, it was <clears throat> just very difficult on um, many fronts. You know, a lot of adversity throughout the year speed-wise, you know, mistakes and all that, and we still, you know, we're in the final four for the owner's championship, so it was a good, you know, kind of realization that our team is extremely good, and, um, you know, we just cleaned things up. We could be really strong, and I feel like we did that um, this year. I feel like we've, although results probably look very similar, I think we've, we've been a way better team, you know, consistently this year, so um, we've challenged for a lot more wins this year, so... Um yeah, I think we're in a good spot going into the playoffs and, and hopefully we can just be smooth and um you kind of you quietly make our way through. What's
7: been the
3: message this week from coach to
11: the team? To the next been um I'm not sure. We usually get our at least I usually hear the message Sunday morning, <laughs> so I think he's he's probably talked to the team a lot throughout the week. Um but he he he's really good at kind of you're motivating us and and saying the right thing at the right time, and uh, usually the pre-race meetings are are very uh, motivational. Have
3: you ever point in your career where if you like, don't reach the championship for it's a disappointment, or do you kind of lower the bar a little bit in terms of expectations and how you approach look
11: at things? Um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, it, it hasn't been that long since I won a championship, so <laughs> I've only gone you know one year without winning one. So where I don't I don't necessarily. I'm trying to think, you know, how I felt last year. You know, last year it felt shitty because I screwed up at the Roval and and took myself out of it. So that wasn't fun to deal with. But at the end of the year, I mean, we still had three wins. And, you know, that's not a bad year. This year we've got three wins as well, you know, won the All-Star Race. So, like, if I don't win the championship, for sure I'm going to be disappointed. Um, You know, we didn't achieve the goal, but it wasn't a disappointment like – from start to finish, you know, we won more than a lot of people did. Already at this point, we still have 10 10 races left. So um, I I, I try to, I'm a glass half full guy most of the time, so I try to uh, set realistic expectations as well.
12: You don't get frustrated if somebody doesn't pick you in their picks for the final four, do you? Because it's so tight and so hard to do. We talked it on the air last night. Your name came up a lot. But you get to the wire, there's a lot of good... (coughs) A lot of good people, and you're right there, right? Are, and you said quietly you would do it, so are you, like, the stealth
11: then? I don't know. I, I haven't listened to SiriusXM NASCAR radio, so I don't know where I where I stack up, but, um, no, it is tough. I mean, when you really look at it, you know, there's 16 guys in the playoff, and you could honestly probably make a case for most everybody on, on how, how or why they could be the champion at the end of the year, so... Um, no, I don't get my feelings hurt if, if, you know, I'm not number one on everybody's list.
12: So it's hard, though, when you probably don't stack up anyone. You don't look at the competition that way. You just figure yourself out and keep rolling.
11: Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing I think you can do is just to focus on yourself and take each week, you know, kind of one race at a time and, and adjust from there. And, um, yeah, just try and just try and do a good job.
7: Mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot made of uh, denying the 48 not to the driver's class. Obviously, the owners <clears throat> you know, knowing that you and William are up the drivers championship does does Centric Motors approach this any different like having two guys going for that title and, and having the nine kind of be more willing to help you guys in any way possible.
11: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what uh I'm not sure. I think um we all work really well together as is so I don't see that changing. You know, maybe if there, and I don't know if there's any R&D stuff coming or not. But I could, I could see you know, if there was any R&D things that you know Alex would probably get it for. <coughs> excuse me, get it first, and depend on where Chase is and the owner's points. But she's going to do a really good job. You know, I think he's got a good shot to make it to the final four in the owner owner side of things. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. I think uh, we all work really well together, so it's hard to totally abort and change everything up. Um, you know, when we're into this point in the season.
8: You've
7: had so much success on every different track type um, <coughs> for especially the last two or three years. Then is there one that particularly jumps out for you over these next 10 weeks as maybe a best opportunity to, to perform or maybe a, a struggle point where you guys feel like you need to make the most improvements?
11: Well, I think the first round are three great tracks for us. You know, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol are really, really good. Um the second round, you know, Texas will be hopefully a good track for us. Talladega, you know, Talladega. Um, and then the Rovals is a good track for us as well. I think if we can make it in the round of eight, I like that better than the round of 12. You know, we got Vegas in there. We almost won there earlier this year. Homestead's probably my best track. And then Martins we won earlier this year. So I would love to uh, make it to the round of eight because I think we'd have a good shot. But um, you just never know. You know, the sport kind of evolves each week. So you don't know if you're going to be a strong the second time around as you were earlier in the year.
7: Is there a, a weak point, do you feel like, to this five team right now? Do you feel like you guys are where you want to be collectively?
11: I don't know if you're ever where you want to be, but I think if we can put it all together, we're really close to that. So um, <clears throat> it's been hard to have, you know, consistent weeks. I think for everybody, you know, everybody can look at their season in each race and be like, you know, we could have done this a little bit better. But um, I think if we just – can execute really is, is you know the part where I've struggled here it seems like lately but um, I think I think all the ingredients are there. Just gotta put it all together and we'll be super strong.
7: I think there was a point in the group where people still <coughs> Despite how much talent you had as a, as an underdog um, in terms of playoffs, you're very well clear cleared that bar now. Um but when you look at um like slightly for the twenty three and thirty four who some people will still look at from the outside looking in and say, you know, those are those guys with the other right now. How how important is it to not overlook um anyone in this sixteen uh, part field I every mean, sixteen weeks?
11: Yeah, definitely. I don't think you especially in the next era, I don't think you can overlook anybody. Um you know it's everybody's so equal and, and those underdogs have done a really good job this year of like executing each race and finishing you know where they probably deserve or a little bit better so i i look at like ricky he's probably had his best season by far to date and um he's been super consistent he's had a lot of speed at times and those races he's had speed he's finished up there too so um yeah, I mean, I, I think you can't overlook them guys at all because <laughs> they're going to be consistent. They're going to do a good job. And always, too, in the playoffs start, even the good teams, like there's there's always somebody that, like, their team just does a really good job of executing and, you know, making themselves stand out. So hopefully that's us for sure. Do
7: you feel like there's any one particular competitor that kind of jumps out as either a favorite or um, your biggest?
11: Um, I think... I think Martin Truex and William have been the, the two best guys consistently um, all year long. I think maybe not necessarily the fastest every week, but uh, they're about, you know, they're top three guys every week, and then they do a really good job at executing. So um, I look at those two, you know, they have a lot of playoff points as well. So I think, I think, not that they're obviously guaranteed to make it to Phoenix, but I think they've got the best shot, you know, where we sit right now.
7: Thank Thank you. Cool. <clears throat> so 20 minutes. I guess we'll just hang out here. Okay. See if people float over. Nice colors. Thanks. Uh, yeah, there you go. I'm a Bills, Look fan. At you, yeah. I'm a Bill's fan, I'm like, i got to buy these. And sell no problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it helps. It? Yeah. Uh, I know you're having a great season, but the win column says you haven't won since April. And at some point, winning does matter, right? I mean, the top five are you know the winning does matter especially in the playoffs Does that concern you know getting that extra position how much that matters in the playoffs?
11: yeah yeah I mean obviously I, I would love to have more wins right now um but you know I try to look at the positives and it's not like we haven't challenged since April we've challenged for wins a lot just uh have uh had some things not work out for us you know here and there but um you know I think speed wise we've been we've been really good all year long just got to uh put it all together at the end of the races and, um, and you know, just do, see we can do a little bit better.
7: Is, is there an aggression change, you know, from non-playoff to these races now? I mean, is there a flip that switches, if you will?
11: Uh, I think... Did I ever say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, honestly, I, at least for me and I feel like majority of people, I think the aggression level kind of almost comes down a little bit because there's more of a focus on just not screwing up and, and finishing. Obviously, I think you, you see aggression come up, you know, at the end of the race if you can get that win and, and advance yourself in. And then, you know, the elimination races if you need to be aggressive. But, yeah, you just don't want to make mistakes, honestly, to take yourself out of it. So I, I, a lot of times I feel like there's more give and take once the playoffs start. I'm trying to
8: get more <coughs> of
7: an handicapped the field for the championship? Uh, <laughs> pretty close, right? I mean, uh, it is, I it is. Uh, Brad
11: is, uh, there's still a lot of racing left too, yeah. but Brad is really consistent, mm-hmm. so he's hard to beat. But um, yeah, I mean, Gravel and Carson, they, just, they keep getting closer each year. Yeah, Gravel
1: and I are from like, like yeah. the same place. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I like my feet up. From, I don't know what yeah, he's
11: good. He's yeah. one of my best buddies, yeah.
8: What's
1: uh, okay. uh, up, Bob? Not too much. Uh, I'm curious how much whether you've looked at like, the Blaney and Priest wreck at all, and if there was anything either that you liked what you saw, or disliked
10: what you saw?
11: Um, I hadn't looked at the Blaney one a whole lot, but um I guess, you know, it looked it, I would say it looked good, <clears throat> excuse me, good that the car kind of, you know, took the, you know, absorbed some of the hit, the wall obviously did as well, I'm sure it still hurt, <laughs> Um but, you know, it was good to, to see some of that, and then Priest's Wreck, I mean, Obviously, very thankful to see him get out of the car and walk away. Um, I think there's a a lot to be proud of from NASCAR since then, but then you always want to be better, too. So, um, I think the cars have gotten safer, tracks have maybe gotten safer, but I still think there's a lot of room for the tracks now to improve. I think that wreck wouldn't have been as, as violent as it was if not for the grass. So, I think... Daytona's probably got a large enough budget to pave some, pave, pave a lot of the racetrack uh, to keep things from like keep things from that happening. But um, again, you know, thankful that he was able to walk away. That was probably the most violent wreck I've seen in my career, and I race sprint cars. So um, yeah, that was that was crazy. What,
1: uh, like you assume you? Slipped like that, you know. Most of the NASCAR wrecks that flip it's like a barrel roll, and this one actually did rotations up in the air. Just what is that like for a driver when you're? Because I assume you been <coughs> in a sprint car that
11: um, done, Yeah, that when I wrecked in New Zealand uh, a few years ago, it was you know, not as crazy as that, but you know, very similar. Where you know, I had like really quick rotations, and um, it's just wild. I mean, like your hand, like the gravity wants to pull your pull your whole body. And hands off the wheel, and um, you know, my eyes were bloodshot for a few months. So um, I'm sure he. I'm sure he looks pretty attractive right now. Yeah.
1: Um, I just want to ask. you're uh, about five weeks away from the IndyCar test. Uh, is there anything you're doing that you do now to prepare? Or you just wait until October.
11: Yeah, nothing. I haven't done anything yet. Um, I haven't heard you know, if they want me to do any simulator time or anything like that. I don't know. How well the oval stuff is on there, um, for their indie car you know simulator stuff, but uh yeah, I'm just gonna creep up on me, but you know it's it's kind of tough because we're right in the middle of right in the beginning of our playoffs, so it's hard to take too much focus off of that currently, I think once we get racing, um, you know I can focus a little bit more on the test, but honestly, I don't even know what to do like I don't know what to do like I don't know what to look at <laughs> before I get in the car, I think I just need to get some laps and get a familiar familiarity with it and, and then I can understand what I need to work on.
10: What is more challenging obviously the year you won the championship you were winning everything. So you were expected almost, you know, had the pathway to the clinic. So with that a challenging playoff because of the expectations and how the season has gone or is, it, or is like this year more challenging because of hey there have been something down so you're not in that number one spot
11: Um, how you I it? would way rather have 50 something playoff <laughs> points um, or whatever I had to start the playoffs in 30 something or 40 something um, I would way rather have that <clears throat> going into these final 10 because um, yeah the playoffs and we were so fast too so like from what I remember it just felt pretty easy back then um where now i mean the, the field's so much tighter and, and the racing's so much more intense with the cars being as tough as they are um i think that's a lot of the reason why you have a lot of ups and downs throughout your year but um i feel like speed wise we've been really good just got to uh you know execute in these final 10 and um and i think we'll have a really good shot you know there's a lot of our best tracks are in the playoffs so um you know, hopefully that means something for us
4: does it give you any added confidence knowing that you went at Martinsville
11: in the spring? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps for sure, because typically I would have zero confidence going to Martinsville. So, um, yeah, if I make the round of eight, you know, at least I know I can go there and do good. I don't – Martinsville's been a place, though, in the past where, you know, sometimes I'll have good runs, and then I'll run 30th all day long too. So, um, I wouldn't say, like, I'm 100% confident when I go there, but I'm way more confident than I ever was. So, um Hopefully, though, we could win, if we make the round of eight, we could win Vegas or Homestead and and, uh, not have to worry too much about Martinsville.
4: William said your driving styles are similar, even though the technique and how you go about reaching that um, is drastically different. He said that, you know, with that being said, that the five and the, you know, 24 kind of marry up well together to be able to go into battle, you know, and advance as far as, you know, possible in in the
11: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure, but I, I feel like I've heard, you know, whenever I ask, like, you know, where people set up certain stuff around, like, who's most similar, I feel like William and I, setup-wise, are usually the most similar, it seems. Um, but as far as driving style, I don't know. I think I think we all, at this point, in, you know, with these race cars and driving, I think we all have pretty similar driving styles. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think I think William and I can do a really good job, and hopefully he can... Uh, You'll bring Rick another championship. It'd be great.
4: Martinsville's been bad for you ever since your cat vomited on the drive home. Oh, my God. That was,
11: yeah, that was, that was your 2013 debut. or something. Yeah.
4: I think your engine blew. Yep. And then the
1: cat <coughs> vomited. Yeah. Yeah.
11: Mm-hmm. Shows how long we've been around. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What's new? Journalism. Yeah. I haven't of yeah. heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: that's a new story to me. He <laughs> gotta yeah. really
11: uh,
12: have lived his career. Yeah, <laughs>
11: that was shit ten years ago.
12: Was it ten years ago? Look how much has changed. I know,
11: I know. No kids back then either. Yeah. Just cats.
12: <laughs> cats <is> and <nominated laughs> After your engine blew, I think yeah. he's like, like I hate this place.
11: Yeah, it was around like 39th <laughs> until it blew. So.
12: And then yeah. that's where you passed out.
11: Yep, a couple years later.
12: It's just a terrible place.
11: But I won there this year, so now I okay. love it. Did you eat any hot dogs? No, no. I I have had some hot dogs there before, but no, not in years. Yeah. Probably not since 2013 or 14. <laughs>
12: <laughs> not since your freshman year. Yeah. Is that
11: um, it? That's all you had for me? I am okay. all right, yeah. cool. I'm curious in the
10: in the in the sense of when the playoffs are this tight. Is how you how does that change how you look at things, or how you do things? Especially compared to 2021, when it was a lot in your work easier because the so much more speed. What you had, how do you have to do things, manage things a little bit differently as a driver now?
11: Yeah, I don't know. I think 2021, I could be a little more aggressive just because I had you know the points buffer a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if I was more aggressive. I just I just remember thinking like you know you just had a little less worry about you know having a totally bad finish. Um, where now you just can't really afford a bad race, you gotta be,
12: I don't know why I do that, <laughs>
11: You gotta be, uh, you gotta just be good, I mean, you gotta be, you can't, you can't take your, what are you doing? Nothing, I'm
12: just opening
8: my phone. You gotta,
11: uh, you just can't take yourself out of it, you just gotta, you know, if you're, if you've got a 10th place car, finish 10th with it, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think that's where you know, I can make mistakes in the regular season is I try to get just a little bit more and then I screw up. So you just got to do less of that in the playoffs.
10: Obviously, bad things can happen anywhere, but with your DNFs, I mean, for Super Speedway, there's only one in the, the playoffs. Yeah. Bristol Dirt, no dirt race. Charlotte with 600, well, it's on the Roebuck. I understand anything can happen in these places but it's just almost like, hey, you got all that behind you and, and the way that these tracks line up is other than Talladega.
11: <coughs> yeah, no, I think I really think all the tracks in the playoffs aside from Talladega and, and heck we could go to Talladega and, and win. Anybody yeah. can. Yeah. So um and I mean I we I feel like we've gotten way better at the super speedway, it's just on paper it doesn't show it. So um yeah, I honestly I, I really I really just, I like the way the schedule shapes up for us in the final 10, but that's not, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy yeah. at all. So just, uh, you know, hope that uh, we have the speed that we had, you know, at a lot of these tracks during the year and, and um, you know, can be, you know, kind of on offense.
10: With being at Hendry, how, in that time period, how has Hendry helped you become a better driver? What have you learned or how have you change or evolve just in in the time that you been at that organization?
11: Well, I don't know how things would be if I was still Ganassi, but we have so much more data now to look at than we did, you know, a few years ago. So, you know, maybe I would be doing all the same pre-kind of race stuff as as I do now um, if, you know, things are the same just because you have the data. But, yeah, there's so much more data that, you know, and I think Cliff and the engineers are really good at looking at, like, driver data and kind of, coaching me through what I could do to be better or things that I'm doing good at to keep keep after. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, how I've evolved. I think you just naturally evolved. Yeah. But um, with all that data, I think you the, the learning curve, you know, it just happens so much easier, and, and everybody's getting so much better every week because of all the data. Are there
10: times where you felt like
11: you were doing things
10: right or doing it as well as you could, and that data shows you – that, hey, no, you're not.
11: You're oh, like, all the time. Really? What's yeah. It, what's it like to be shown? I mean, I mean, all the time, you'll feel like you're running the right lane, you know, it feels good, and then you get back to the shop or even during the race, like, like you know, you need, you need to not open your entry so much. You know, you're just wasting distance, stuff like that. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm hauling ass. But then, like, you look at data and you're like, yeah, even though that guy ran, like, a worse-looking corner, like, he just nets out better because, you know, he ran a different line. So stuff like that that, you know, you used to not have the resources to know that. So how <laughs> would you know that? So how,
10: it was more about feel then, and it wasn't, you weren't thinking as much about lines then, or?
11: Uh, I don't know. I mean, you just, I think when you're in the car, you don't, you can't, obviously, see the data during the race. Yeah. So you're, like, just going off the feel and what feels best, Um, or... You know, a lot of times, like, running the bottom might not feel as good, but it's a shorter distance, and it works out to be better. So stuff like that where the team can look at, you know, S&T and, and then get on the radio and tell you or, or you know, you study it before you go back to the track the next time. So, um, yeah, the data is good. I wish there wasn't the data just because when, when you do find something that's stronger, you, know, you can use that to your advantage where you have a little bit less, everybody has a little bit less advantage now you'll be able to look at everybody's stuff
10: well as long as you know what to look at yeah I mean look sure. I, I, I can I can look at your your stuff and if I don't know what I'm looking at you still have that advantage
11: yeah and, and then car setup has to go along with it yeah. too like there's a lot of things that you can't do because your car doesn't do what theirs is doing
10: so with, with Kyle <laughs> Bush
11: being in a Chevrolet
10: this year um, do you look at his data a little bit more and is that helpful because since you kind of have a better idea of what might be with his car as opposed to when he was at Toyota, or is it not as much? I, I just, since, since he's first year at the Chevy camp, I didn't know if that is...
11: Yeah, no, I mean, I think... I wouldn't say I look at his stuff any more or less okay. than I used to, um, but maybe, you know, now that I can see his data, um, I can understand that our cars probably drive more similar now than when we were at different organizations, so if we can talk a little bit about it and, and debrief about it a little bit more or and understand what he's talking about a little bit better but um Kyle was just one of the top drivers in sports so I was always looking at his stuff before and I'm yeah. still looking at it now so what's it like to be a, a debrief session with him um no it's good I mean he's got a lot of experience um you know, he's he's obviously the number one veteran probably at Chevrolet so he talks a lot, and, and everybody listens, so <clears throat> it's good to have him there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super thankful that he's with Chevrolet, because I've always wanted the chance to get to work with him or around him, and, and now, you know, I get to.
4: Thank how much has Cliff been a benefit to you to kind of follow up on, you know, you being at Hendrick, I mean, how beneficial has he been with
11: the growth of your program? Right? Yeah, no, Cliff's been amazing. Um, he's uh, he's this type of guy that I didn't really think I would want, um, but I'm glad that I have because, you know, I, I've never been into like the coaching or I didn't think that I would need like the coaching and stuff or the motivational speeches and things like that. But, um, you know, I knew immediately when I started working with him in 2021, I was like, you know, I really like his style of of you know crew chief and leadership so yeah we've worked worked really well together you know he does a really good job of holding me accountable I don't think I've ever, I've ever had that before in a crew chief in the cup series or in stock car racing so you know I think you know him
8: Thank you.